0: Welcome back to Fault Lines with Nixon and Stranahan, 105.5 FM and 1390 AM in Washington, D.C. We have with us now Dr. Michael Nevrodakis. Nevrodakis, he's the host of Dial- Dialogos Radio. He's a teacher at the American College of Greece. Good morning, Dr. Nevrodakis, and welcome back to Fault Lines.
1: Good morning. Uh, always nice to be on your show.
0: Oh, great to have you back. Hopefully I can speak without like having this burping attack right now. I don't know what the heck's going on with that. But at any rate, oh, my (laughs) gosh. There are things going on between uh, Greece and Turkey. You're certainly going to need to fill us in. So let's start here. You're in Greece. From the outside looking in, we see, you know, mayhem and pandemonium at the border. Um, We see certainly um, uh, Erdogan, you know, there are the issues with drilling in the Aegean Sea. There seems to be some significant issues going on between Turkey and Greece right now. Um, But from the inside looking looking, looking out, you're in Greece. As a person who's observing it from the inside out, what, how do you see it? How, and, and and are you seeing it any differently than the way we're seeing it on the outside?
1: Well, I am in Greece. I'm not uh, near any of the uh, border regions, but I can certainly express what the general sentiment is here, which is uh, that people in Greece are increasingly very concerned about uh, the behavior of Turkey and its uh, president, Tayyip Erdogan, and about this uh extremely large inflow of migrants into the country at a time when Greece has already taken in uh, many, many thousands of migrants into the country and when the camps that are housing them in various parts of the country are already overcrowded. Now, one thing that I should emphasize here at the start is, Images have been circulating and making the news worldwide about the tension at the border region between Greece and Turkey with the, uh, the photos of thousands of migrants uh, waiting on the Turkish side of the border to try to find a way to come into Greek territory and Greek police and Greek uh, military personnel, uh, not letting them in and different conflicts uh, that have taken place there with tear gas and so forth. I should emphasize that that is just the mainland border which is in the northern part of the country uh, in a region called Evros. Uh, It's named after the river of the same name and that is the mainland crossing between Greece and Turkey. However, Greece has a vast maritime border with Turkey and uh, as of today, as of right now, there are still migrants crossing into Greece by boat uh, through the sea route from Turkey uh, into the Aegean islands every day. I believe on Sunday, it was about a thousand migrants that landed on the island of Lesvos, which has been one could say almost ground zero for um, the migrant issue going back quite a number of years, not just now. So. Even though there's this standoff, one could say, on the mainland border between Greece and Turkey, uh, the inflow is not just continuing uh, along the sea routes into Greece, but has actually increased quite a bit. And I should also mention here that um, these uh, migrants that are coming in, you know, the international media is sort of painting this picture that they're all coming from Syria and they've been displaced due to the conflict there. And surely there are some. Uh, that are coming from those regions, but there are many people coming in uh, that uh, have come from countries much further away uh, from uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan. Uh, There were 27 um, migrants that showed up in Lesbos the other day from Congo. And it's just creating an unbelievable situation uh, for a country that has already been uh, really worn down by uh, by this issue over the past several years.
0: Now, I'm, we, I'm, I should mention, by the way, we had uh, Andrew, uh, uh, forgive me, Alexander McCorris on earlier. By the way, Garland, on a side note, if we got any more, like if we had John Kiriakou in, people would start serving pita bread and breaking plates. That's the concern. <laughs> but, so it's all Greek this morning. But uh, the island of Lesbos, I was talking to Alexander about that. What my understanding is the citizens on the island of Lesbos are starting to get very upset about this, and there are protests and everything else. Is that accurate?
1: Yes, that is accurate, and the protests that have taken place in Lesbos in the past week or so are almost unprecedented in recent Greek history. Uh, I'll give just a couple of examples. Uh, There have been... um, attacks against the riot police units that were sent by the central government in Athens to the Aegean Islands. Actually, the biggest attacks against the riot police didn't even happen in Lesbos, but in the uh, nearby island of Chios, where actually even a group of citizens found one of the hotels where these riot police officers were staying and actually swarmed the hotel and entered their rooms. Uh, But there's also been one could say uh, battles, I, I don't think it's an, an exaggeration to use that word at this point, uh, between uh, ordinary people and riot police in um, these islands, in uh, areas outside of the main cities, um, and th- the figure that I saw earlier today uh, it may have changed since then, but I saw something along the lines of sixty eight to seventy riot police officers injured and three seriously injured, uh, considering the fact that over the past decade in Greece, there have been multiple protests with the economic crisis and the austerity, and the riot police were always mobilized at these uh, protests. Uh, there were never anything approaching this, where so many officers actually got injured and some of them seriously. Now, also there have been attacks against members and representatives of NGOs, non-governmental organizations, which are very unpopular in Greece because they are basically viewed as individuals and as entities that are profiting from this uh, whole migration issue and who are in some ways encouraging this problem to perpetuate itself rather than to resolve itself. So there have been attacks against NGO members, there have been attacks against various uh, journalists and foreign correspondents, and um, it's created quite a dilemma for the Greek prime minister. Um, a lot of the protests that have taken place in islands like Lesvos are in response to his proposal to build a new set of so-called closed migrant camps where uh, migrants coming in will be kept inside and not allowed to circulate in the local area until their paperwork is processed. Um, People do not really believe that this is actually going to be the case. And also land is actually being expropriated think eminent domain, uh, to actually construct these camps. And people are up in arms because they're losing their land, in many cases, um, to build even more uh, centers to house migrants. So it's reached the boiling point in islands such as Lesbos, Samos, and Chios. If one looks at a map, those islands are very, very close to the Turkish coast. It's uh, not a very long, crossing from Turkey to Greece, and that is why those islands have been ground zero for the migrant crisis for so long, and it seems that residents of those islands, or at least a significant portion of them, have had enough, uh, leading to these protests over the past week.
0: So let me ask you this, Doctor Nevertakis. Doc, if we look at this thing, we see what 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 uh, Turkish President Erdogan is doing now, kind of like he's turned, you know, doing that king of chaos thing. What is his play? What is the, you know, the outcome he's pushing for, in your opinion? Or as kind of herky-jerky as his foreign policy has been recently, does he have a play? Is it just where, you know, is this guy kind of, uh, you know, shall we say, kind of spun out of control, throwing punches in all direction? Or do you see this as a calculated foreign policy move on his part?
1: That's a very good question, Um the thing that I have to say about Erdogan is that if one looks at his history, going back to when he first um, became the Turkish leader around 2002, 2003, he's changed positions on so many issues so many times that it's hard to keep track. He used to be a major proponent of Turkey joining the EU. Now he's snubbing his nose at the EU and openly threatening the EU uh, through this, um, uh, opening of the floodgates, if you will, uh, promising that millions of migrants are going to come into Europe. Um, He used to be very friendly toward Israel. Now relations with Israel have cooled and he's sort of championing himself as a friend of the Palestinians. He used to have cold relations with Russia, then he warmed up, then he cooled down again. Now, depending on the day of the week, it's hard to tell if uh, they're friends or foes um so with erdogan i think that you know i have to say this he he comes across i don't know if this is part of his some sort of calculated uh reasoning on his part or not but he comes across as someone that is uh unstable unpredictable uh someone who is very quick to switch alliances from one side to another it wasn't Uh, too long ago that uh, Turkey was uh, one of the staunchest allies of the U.S. in the region. Now relations with with the U.S., again, depending on the day of the week, seem to be good or not so good. Um, It's really hard to tell what his endgame is. Clearly in the past, in the recent past, Erdogan has used the threat of unleashing this extremely large amount of migrants into Europe as a way to pressure Europe to give him money and we're talking about significant figures um, to keep him inside his country and supposedly to take care of them and so forth. Uh, Now he's saying that that is over. Uh, We, meaning Turkey, uh, can no longer take care of these people. He's trying to spin it even in a sort of humanitarian way that you have a responsibility to take care of these people. And I think what he's also trying to do is he's kind of trying in a sense to, to pressure or even to blackmail uh, the West, NATO, and the EU and the United States into giving him free reign in Northern Syria, where uh, the Turkish army has recently sustained significant losses. And it was actually those significant losses, I believe it was 55 deaths, if I remember the figure correctly, of Turkish troops in, um, um, in northern Syria that uh, prompted Erdogan to open the floodgates and to create this new migrant crisis. So uh, it may just be, that may be the reasoning behind it.
0: Well, you know, there's talk around about you know a you know the the, the um, uh, you know uh, Erdogan's kind of you know neo ottoman uh, uh you know um, view of the world. Um, certainly, you know, historically there has been some enmity between Turkey and Greece. Are there discussions about you know that the the the, um, the neo ottoman aspirations of of, of 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 Greece and how much? excuse me, of Turkey, and how much of a, of, of a threat? Did, are the Greeks starting to look at, at, the, at, at Erdogan as a very, very serious threat, or is it still kind of like this guy's a real pain in the neck? But, uh, you know, you, you know what I'm getting at.
1: Absolutely, and I think there's two ways to answer that question. I think on the part of most Greek people, uh, Erdogan at this point is clearly seen as a threat. There's a lot of people in Greece that are worried. That uh, war, or at least some some type of uh, serious conflict above and beyond what is already happening, is imminent. Uh, I had mentioned very briefly the last time he had me on that uh, Turkey and the uh, the internationally recognized government of Libya came recently to an agreement where they actually carved out um, maritime territory. Uh, came to an agreement, um, carving out maritime territory between the two countries, which will then presumably allow those two countries to conduct exploration for hydrocarbons in that in those waters. And those waters include a significant chunk of um, maritime territory that is internationally recognized as being Greek waters. So that has led to a lot of concern in Greece because it is known Uh, that there are likely to be significant uh, hydrocarbon deposits below the Aegean and beneath the eastern Mediterranean. Uh, So that's one concern. The the issue, however, is that the Greek government, the current government, on the one hand, um, is putting up uh, publicly uh, a certain type of, let's say, tough talk against Turkey. At the same time, they've been saying that they're going to take... Uh, Turkey to the International Court of Justice in The Hague, but as I tried to mention last time we had me on very quickly, and I'll try to clarify this further, uh, usually when a country goes to the International Court of Justice in The Hague, it is because they feel that they have lost something that is rightfully theirs. In the case of Greece versus Turkey, however, it is Turkey that is making claims on Greek territory.